0: The Summer Kings stay undefeated as they beat the Hawks in their first game in Vegas, 80-76. to It was not the prettiest game of all time, which was kind of to be expected. The offense was not there for the Kings, but the defense definitely picked them up. With Keegan not playing in Vegas, we expected the offense to be pretty bad, and I was interested on who was going to pick up the the slack on offense. And the answer is really no one. Uh, Kesser Edwards started making shots, but I wouldn't say it's really picking up the offensive slack because he could have just been making those shots before too. It's not like he was taking any other uh, shots that he he wasn't taking before. So really just no one picked up the offense and the Kings offense was just way worse. Colby Jones slid into the starting lineup, but the first guy that I want to talk about is Namias Keita, because if you watched the last five minutes of this game, you would think Keita is like the next Hakeem Elijahwan, but if you watched the other 30, only the other 35 minutes of this game, you would be like, how is this guy even in contention to make an NBA spot, and that is what's so frustrating about him. He turned it up late. He was making. He was punishing the Hawks for going small. They put Brady Manic on him, and that was he. He punished it, which fair play to him, right? Because he was getting punished at the other end when they first went small. He was just not able to get around the court and guard everyone when he needed to guard. Brady Manick just started hitting three after three after three. And a lot of them were open because, and there was just a lot of open shots because Keita couldn't get out to the perimeter. And so he needed to take advantage on the offensive end. He needed to punish them for going small. And he did, he did really well from the mid post. Uh, His passing was pretty good uh making pa- he made that one pass to Colby in the corner made a few other passes was active getting his own rebounds uh, even attempted that three near the end that was a bit rough but for the rest of the game he was operating more in the traditional place that he would operate within the Kings offense if he were to make the the main team and that was you know at the top of the key at the high post and he did not look great from those positions like sure he can do a dribble handoff and you know it is harder than i guess it seems cuz there are guys that can't do that very well but we need more from him and he just was not giving it i thought his vision was pretty poor when he was uh, operating from the high post, missing a lot of cutters and his offensive game is just not really there. Like his touch around the rim is not great. At one point he went up for kind of like a floater. His arm was so high in the air. You know, he's a really long, massive dude, but he, he just had no touch on it. And we saw that, in the California classic and one of those games where he kind of had the same floater. And the only reason it went in, cause it went out like hard off the backboard and then in he's not, you know, swishing anything from any type of, of distance other than right next to the hoop. I just don't think his rebounding is great. I don't think it necessarily translates to the NBA. Like sure. He had 12 rebounds, but I'm watching him just not really jump for rebounds, not go and get them. They're just coming to him because he's so much taller than everyone else on the court, which wouldn't necessarily be the case in the NBA. And he definitely is a big deterrent around the rim. And that's his big, you know, positive attribute. But even sometimes... There, uh, he's just not even attempting to block some shots that I feel like he definitely could. His mobility, in balance, like change of direction, isn't great. Which you know, it makes sense. He's a massive guy, but I just don't think that the high points outweigh the the lows for him. Because yeah, those five minutes, even even like the first few minutes of the game, he was solid as well. But he just needs to be more consistent, and those high points are not good enough, because his low points are really low. And I get why the Kings have him around. Obviously, he was really good in the G League last season. And he has that length that not many guys have. And it's hard to find guys like him. But it's like at some point, he has to show consistency. This he's going into it, you know, this is his third summer league going into his third season. Like at some point we gotta see some consistency out of him. And we're just not right now. Before he went on that big run in the fourth quarter, I was like, you gotta get him off. If I said I tweeted this, I was like, if the goal of summer league really was to win, they would get Keda off the court because he was getting outplayed that badly. And then right after I tweeted that, he goes and, and does what he did, which was dominate in the last five minutes of the game. All that to say, obviously there's still Summer League left, and Summer League isn't the total determining factor, but I would be okay with the Kings moving on from Kata this coming season. Then we can move on to a guy who I would like to see, well, I guess, take his roster spot, take his two-way contract. And that is Jordan Ford, who, again, impressed, is really the only guy that is going to make things happen offensively on this summer league team. And he really is earning a two-way contract. He went eight for 14 from the field, two for five from three had two steals, two rebounds, two assists, uh, 20 points, and he just looks so confident and like an extremely smart player out there. There was that one play, I think it was at the end of the third, where the Hawks, I think it might have been A.J. Griffin, took a quick shot at around 40 seconds left in the quarter. So they're kind of going two for one or trying to even, but it was a little early and Ford recognized that and recognized that the Hawks were a little out of position. And so he just got the ball and ran straight down the court and and went for a, a scoop layup there. But he makes a lot of those types of plays that are just extremely smart. He's really fast and looks extremely comfortable handling out of the pick and roll and just looks really confident at making things happen off the dribble, and the defense is good for him, although I think that's a little harder to tell if that would translate to the NBA because of his size, but it's not like he's some slow-footed guy, right? He He's getting up into guys and and making things happen, getting steals, getting deflections, and so I like to see that from him, and the rest of the team was doing the exact same thing. A lot of on ball pressure from everyone on the Kings. Keon Ellis was amazing defensively in this game, 5 steals and that I mean he just looked so good defensively. His on ball pressure was amazing, but I think where he really shines is knowing when to help and seeing opportunities to help when a an opposing player has the ball and Isn't going to see him coming, and he just comes in and swipes at the ball or grabs the ball and gets a steal in that way. That's how he got a lot of his steals. So he's really a smart defender in that way. And then offensively, I think he tried to pick it up, pick up a bit of the slack from Keegan, uh, not being there. He struggled from three, but made some nice plays going to the rim. And so I thought he had a, a really, really solid game. I already touched on it a little, but Kessler Edwards finally found his three-point shot. One of them that went in was not the best looking shot. I think it it hit the window and then rattled around and went in. But he went three for six, five for five from the free throw line, which is also encouraging. And then along with everyone else, his defense was great. And so it's nice to see his shot finally fall, and we definitely need to see more of that. We need to see him be able to carry this into the next game, the next few games, being able to continue to hit shots and show that he has some consistency there. And then the last starter was Colby Jones, who I thought had a bit of a rough game. He went four for 11 from the field, and he just didn't look as comfortable on the ball as he had in the previous two games. I've talked about after the previous two games about his playmaking not being the best, his passing, you know, his vision is just not the greatest and he's not really a point guard. And I think we saw more of that in this game. But then the difference that made this game a little worse than the others was I think he also was struggling, creating for himself and getting himself to the rim. And there were a few times where he was just, kind of dead focused on getting to the rim and would just miss a pretty wide open guy on the perimeter and there was one time where there was a pretty open cutter that he could have hit and so I think clearly his weakness offensively is his passing vision at least through three games that's what I'm seeing he still managed to get 12 points but it was on 11 shots I think you can also tell he's not really comfortable shooting off the dribble from deep, uh, but he looks like a solid catch-and-shoot guy. So that's also somewhere he can definitely improve, especially when it's a, a pump fake and maybe sidestep dribble into a three, because that's something that could definitely fit his role. He might never be the guy who's coming around a screen and making a move and then stepping back and hitting a three, but he needs to be able to hit threes off the dribble when it's like pump fake one dribble into a three. And then nobody from the bench really stood out. We saw Jalen Slosson finally hit a three. That was cool, but he didn't do much else except for he did have two blocks. So he looked really athletic and, and, Looked like a solid rim protector for his size. And I feel like for him, he doesn't, nece- he doesn't look uncomfortable handling the ball or doesn't look uncomfortable shooting the ball or finishing, but he just also doesn't look great at any of that. And so I think with that being said, he's going to have to rely on catch-and-shoot threes and then his rim protection to be able to ever have hope of carving out a role in the NBA. You know, I've seen a couple Summer League Championship Kings teams in my day. This does not look like one of them. I will say that maybe with Keegan Murray, this would look like one of them. But, you know, we, we've we had back-to-back Summer League MVPs, and nobody on this roster seems like a Summer League MVP. And I guess that makes sense, because we didn't make a first-round pick. And our last two Summer League MVPs were lottery picks. But I think for the rest of Summer League, Keita just needs to show that he can be more consistent. Kessler Edwards needs to show that his three-point shooting this game wasn't a fluke. And um, hopefully Jordan Ford can keep up his great play. And those are the three guys that I am intently watching, I would say. So that is it for this episode of The Royal Report. I will be back here Monday night after the Kings play the Clippers. And so until then, I will see you guys later. Peace.